season poll came out today. Your Texas Tech Red Raiders are number nine out of ten <laughs> in the media poll. Is that is that just where you want to be, kind of under the radar a little bit, Ward? <laughs> Everybody looks at me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they're under the radar. They may be under deeper than that. Uh, <laughs> they they could be in trouble for sure. Low expectations are not a bad place to be. I feel like I've lived my whole life thriving on low expectations. Well, they're definitely there right now. They are. Um, on a more serious note, though, before we get to the questions, uh, Mike, you guys really do need people to get out to the Humane Society and you know play with these dogs, walk these dogs. But not only that, we need people to give these dogs homes because uh, you are very full right now. Very full. So we had uh, four open kennels this morning. Um, dogs continue to come in. And so, you know, we are an open intake shelter, which means, um, you know, if we run out of room to put the dogs and they have to start putting dogs down to fill up the open up kennels for these dogs. Mm -hmm. So um, we definitely need people to come in. And, and even if you can't take a dog home with you that day, um, if you have friends that might be able to come in, uh, if you can't commit full time to, you know, keeping a dog for the rest of its life, if you want to foster that dog for a couple of days so we can kind of uh, clear out some more dogs and you can bring the dog back. Um, fostering is, is, is a, a way to do that. Uh, you know, you get dog food, dog crate, uh, any medical care the dog needs. We cover all the expenses. Um, it's a really cool deal. we got a lot of really good dogs. A lot of the dogs we have right now are really, really dog friendly. Um, I had a play group going this morning with about seven or eight little, like, nine, ten-month-old puppies mm -hmm. that are just super easy to, to, you know, if you wanted to foster a puppy for a weekend, right? Um, these really cool dogs to take home with you and let, let them play with your dogs for a little bit. Um, so you'd save, you know, a dog's life, you really say two dogs' life. You save the dog's life that you're fostering. You also save a dog that has yet to come to the shelter. So, you know, we have a lot of these dogs that have been there for like over a year and they're more difficult to place. So, we're not trying to press those dogs on people and like make them, but, you know, if you can take one of the easier dogs to get out, you're going to give that, that more difficult dog more time to find that ride home. And you're open until five today? Yes, sir. So, there's still a little bit of time if you're sitting there and you're hearing this and as it shows, it's kind of pulling on your heartstrings because it's a big situation now. Um, and you'd like to foster, or if you're saying, hey, I, I want to go see if I could maybe uh, find a home for one of these dogs, then you can run down to their Humane Society, 2032 Circle Road in Waco. You can also call them, 254-754-1454. They're open until 5 today, open tomorrow, 10 to 5. And then uh, you're all open on Saturday as well, right? Yes, sir. Saturday we are open uh, 10 to 5 as well. Okay, so let's get down to their Humane Society. Let's make sure these dogs are uh, getting to the right place and, and we can save some dogs' lives today. Um, but on a lighter note, let's <laughs> let's also have some questions, let's right? Let's do it. So, Ward, you have Coco. Mm -hmm. Ward's like a dog whisperer. Do you have any questions for Mike? I, well, I, there is there's sometimes Coco gets very excited when she sees other dogs. Oh, yeah. And it's not all the time, but it's sometimes. And it's not... She's such a big dog that it scares the other dog's owners. Right. But she's not aggressive at all. I mean, you mm -hmm. asked Steven. She's not. Oh, I mean, I saw her. There. Yeah, you saw her the other Absolutely. day. She's not an aggressive dog at all. But when she does, you know, kind of bark and want to go to that dog, she's really wanting to play. How do I get her not to do that, to just be a little bit more calm when she sees another dog or not be so loud when she sees another right. dog, you know? So there's there's different ways you can do that. There's uh, teaching, uh, like, how to leave it. Um, and so you'd start off doing that by uh, leashing your dog up. Um, <clears throat> and, well, first of all, what you want to do is you want to get treats. Hold the treats in your hand mm -hmm. and uh, tell them to leave it. And don't let them have the treats until they stop. And then open your hand and let them have the treats. So you're, initially you're going to just work on getting them to leave something simple, like treats in your hand. So you get, have her sit, 
have the treats, close your fist, say, and she starts smelling it, say, leave it. And when she sits down, she stops, open your hand and let her have it. Uh, and then you can do more difficult where you have her on leash. She'll put like treats on the ground, maybe like a hamburger or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk her by it. And as she tries to go off after the hamburger, just stop and say, leave it and wait for her to stop what she's doing. And then she'll get the hamburger. So then it'll get to the point where anytime she hears the word, leave it, she's going to leave. She's going to stop what she's settle doing down. and settle down. Yeah. All right. So it, Good information. It, it takes a lot of, a lot of, a lot of reps, but it's definitely doable. Good deal. Good stuff. I want to ask what my dog blew and then we'll get to the text line. Um, so I have a, a Cocker Spaniel, oh, yeah. about eight months old, and I have two toddlers. So my house is fantastic. It's always <laughs> spotless and very clean. Um, a lot of problems with Blue because I haven't done the best job training him. But one is he, anytime we eat, he's just like right up, especially with the kids, like right up in their business. Right. Because they hold their food oh, yeah. like down here. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, part of it, too, is. They don't want to eat green beans or something, so they just feed him <laughs> under the table because they've already found that trick out. Genius. So, you know, my only option seemed to be putting him in his crate, which he, you know, whines and cries mm-hmm. and thrashes mm-hmm. the whole time. Is there anything I can do to get him to settle down a little bit and, you know, not be right, right up in our face during mealtime? Well, that's a good question there. Um, there are things you can do. It's it's same as the leave it philosophy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, puppies is a little bit harder because they're a little bit more of knuckleheads than the older dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still you can still tra- start training with the leave it, especially at that young age. Um, and then you know the crate thing is not a bad thing. Like I know uh, if they are whining their crate, you can try like putting blankets over it uh, so they can't see out, and that should kind of calm them down a little bit. Um, and then just get to the point where when y'all eat, put you, put the dog's food in his crate. Let him go in there and eat his food while you're while y'all eat y'all's food, and that should cut down on it. Also, I'm gonna go on air. I can get you into training class with your dog for free. Oh, sweet! Um, through Whitehaven Training, and he's an okay. AKC certified trainer. Um, so we'll we'll talk after this. I'll get you signed up for that, and we get him trained up. Good deal. Yeah, that's that's very helpful. <laughs> uh, on our CNC Collision Center text line, Jake says, "My kids let my dog out in the front yard frequently." Usually it's okay, but if he sees somebody else coming out of their house, he chases after them. Mm. Short of putting them on a leash, is there anything I can get him to do to stay in our yard? Yeah. Uh, um, simple solution would be um, maybe let him go in the backyard and run in the backyard if it's fenced in. You can also do invisible fences um, that would kind of teach him the boundaries of, of where he's allowed to go and not allowed to go. Um, you can do those where they dig under the ground and put it in, or there's just a, a device you put on the neck, and then it has a range of however far you want that dog to go. Um, you can put a run line up. Um, also, um, if he wants to contact the Humane Society and ask for Mike, uh, I can get him enrolled in a class as well for free, um, and we can get him uh, maybe to learn a little bit of recall with his dog, which would definitely help um, You know, when the dog runs away, just be able to say, here, the dog mm-hmm. come back to you. So. We're talking with Mike from the Humane Society of Central Texas uh, Animal Shelter here in Waco. They're at 2032 Circle Road. They're open till 5 today. They really need people to come by and potentially foster or adopt some dogs. So run by there today. Also, their phone number, 254-754-1454. Another question on our text line, and this was one last week, too. You did a nice job with Mike, but got another puppy that's frequently biting. How can they slow that down? Um, so with puppies, the main thing is, is you want to make sure you have plenty of chew toys for them. And especially being a young puppy, you want to make sure they know what they can and can't chew on. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
if the puppy is chewing on you, uh, try to redirect it into chewing on something different. Um, you can do the thing like, you know, where it starts biting on you, ow, really loud, right? Like it's really hurting. So it knows like, oh, I don't want to do that. Um, and then again, you can also, when it starts getting to that point where it's biting too much, put it up. So it knows, hey, I associate biting people, I'm getting put up and I don't like that. So um, do that. You can also, it depends on how much exercise that dog's getting and it's like structured exercise. So it's sports related, you know, you think a kid goes to recess uh, and they're out there running around like a wild child, right? They're kind of tired at the end. If you send them to PE class, they're playing a structure game, basketball, football, where they have to follow rules and stuff, they're a lot more tired after that. So mm-hmm. if you give them a structured activity to do, like maybe a walk or something, that would that should cut down on some of that pup behavior as well. Jose was wondering, uh, at the shelter, do you all train service dogs at all? Uh, we do not train service dogs. Um, <clears throat> again, Alan with Whitehaven Training, he does emotional support dogs, and okay. he does that uh, for um, veterans mostly. Um, but he will also do it for non-veterans as well. So, uh, you know, call up the shelter. We can give you all of his, all of his information as well. Humane Society of Waco, they're open until 5 today, 10 to 5 tomorrow, and on Saturday as well. So run by there if you're looking to add a uh, great addition to your family. Mike, also former Midway, Midway basketball star. Yes, sir. Thanks for swinging by today, man. Hey, appreciate y'all. Coming up next, uh, I was going to do a question about Big 12 Media Days and Dave Miranda, but the Big 12 preseason poll for football came out this afternoon. So we'll uh, chat about that. I'll let you know where Baylor is, and you can tell us 254-662-1660 if you think that's too high or too low. We'll do that next. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds tonight with low temperatures falling to around 73 degrees. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a 30% chance of scattered showers, maybe an isolated storm and a high of 86. And on Saturday, partly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of a passing shower and a high of 91. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Morris Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. 
Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Live from the Big 12 Media Days, this is Tom Barfield. Join the voice of the Bears, John Morris and me, Wednesday, July 14th and Thursday, July 15th, live from AT&T Stadium for Big 12 Media Days. Brought to you in part by the Office of Baylor Alumni, BP Services, Cooper Clinic, Heritage Creamery, TFMB, your bank for life, and the Baylor Club. Big 12 Media Days, Wednesday and Thursday, July 14th and 15th, here on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Fans were barred from the pandemic postponed Tokyo Olympics, which will open in two weeks following the state of emergency today. The ban was announced by the International Olympic Committee and Japanese organizers, reducing the games to a made-for-TV event. Tampa Bay Lightning goes back-to-back to win the Stanley Cup, beating the Canadians 1-0 in Game 5 and take the Cup four games to one. Florida Panthers are the first NHL team and believed to be the first U.S. major pro sports team to establish an opportunity for college athletes to align with them as a part of the recent rule changes that allow college athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Game two of the NBA Finals tonight, the Bucks at the Suns. Suns lead that series 1-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. Astros holding a six-game winning streak. Take on the A's this afternoon in a getaway game. Rangers have the day off before they host the A's tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Is this the old uh, Bulls intro music? Yes. Sounds like it. The Alan Parsons Project. I like it. This was the uh, the soundtrack to last summer when the last dance docuseries was going down. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, you know, <laughs> it is really. we're going to get to this in the grab bag. It is really disappointing that we're not going to have fans in the stands for the Olympics. Ugh. But at least we have live sports. That's, That's true. That would be a good thing. In comparison to last summer, I'll, I'll quickly run down the guest lineup. Uh, you know, usually do that in the first segment, but I, I'm Stephen Simcox, by the way. Ward White's and EP Garth here with me. We're filling in for Tom on game time. We had uh, Humane Society, Mike here in this first segment, which was great. At uh, 4 30, we're going to have Pat Fulbright, who's going to do color commentary for university games this upcoming season for us. But Pat was a uh, former baseball player at Texas AM. He also has coached for a long, long time. So we'll chat with him. Um, at 5 15, Jeff Wilson. Covers the Rangers for a long time. He did it for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He now has his own online newsletter on Substack. So we'll uh, talk some Rangers with him. But in this first segment here, I want to discuss the Big 12 media preseason poll. So I'll let you know where Baylor is. They're eighth. They're sitting at number eight in the preseason poll. So let me know. 254-662-1660. The Baylor Bears, number eight in the Big 12 media football preseason poll. Is that too low? I mean, I, I can't imagine many of you are going to say it's too high, but just let me know what you think about that. Ward, have you seen the preseason poll yet? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, we won't do the guessing game then. I'll just run down the Sorry. list. No, no, that's fine. Oklahoma is picked to win it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can disagree with that, right? No. EP, any disagreement with the Oklahoma Sooners 
being picked to win the Big 12 Conference this year? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> it's only to be expected. They got 35 of the 39 first-place votes. Yeah, so pretty good. Overwhelming favorite. Iowa State at number two. Texas at three. Hmm. Uh, I think that might be a little high for the horns, but we'll get into it here in a second. Okay. Oklahoma State sitting at fourth. TCU at five. West Virginia at six. Kansas State at seven. Baylor at eight. Texas Tech ninth. And then Kansas, with new head coach Lance Leipold, picked to finish 10th, which that's not surprising. No. So let's discuss Baylor first. They're sitting 8th. They're ahead of Tech at 9 and Kansas at 10. They are just behind Kansas State and West Virginia at 7 and 6. 254-662-1660 on the CNC Collision Center text line. What do you think about Baylor being 8th in the preseason poll? And if you think that's too low then tell me who you want them to jump ahead, right? Like, do you want them to jump ahead K-State? Do you want them to jump ahead of West Virginia? Ward, what do you think about the Baylor Bears at eight? Is that fair? Is that unfair expectations for Dave Aranda in year two? I think it's about right. I think they're in the right spot, right? For me, they are. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I just feel like that they, they've got to show something more positive offensively to climb up the ladder for me, and they just haven't yet. So first, let me say, I think they're going to finish better than that. And I believe there is an argument to put them ahead of Kansas State and West Virginia. I mean, one being they went to on the road to Morgantown last year. I realize it was very different because it was limited people in the stands. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a true road game. But they took the Mountaineers to overtime. They lost that game. And, of course, we know how the rest of the season played out. That was early in the year. And, and they were right there. However, if I'm looking at these teams on paper, right now I know Baylor has a good defense. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have a better offense. It can't be much worse than it was last year. Yeah, but they're replacing their quarterback. But they're replacing their quarterback with we don't know who. Mm -hmm. If I had to guess today, I would say Jacob Zeno, but I can't say that for sure. Right. I know a lot of people after that spring game were higher on Gary Bohannon than they probably were before spring practice started. You, you have to imagine new system, new QB, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. Also, offensive line, I mean, I think it's safe to say they're still figuring that out. Connor Galvin will be at media days. He is a good player. He's been injured a lot. This is their third O-line coach in three years. Right. Um, you know, it's Sean Bell and then Joe Wickline and now... Eric Mateos, who comes over from BYU. And, I mean, you know, Ward, the biggest, one of the bigger things with O-line play is you have to have continuity. Have to. And in last year, they didn't have five guys that were playing consistently. I mean, they just didn't have the same five guys playing consistently every week. And that makes a big difference mm-hmm. um, for, for that position group for sure. So... Coach Ron chimed in and said Baylor will finish fourth or fifth. Okay. So I assume, Ron, you think they're better than Kansas State, West Virginia, maybe TCU. Ward, I know I kind of ran down this in a flurry, Mm -hmm. but we got Baylor at eight. You think that's about right? I say that's about right, too. Let me know. 254-662-1660. Do you think eight is too low, too high for the Baylor Bears in the preseason media poll? And who do you have them jumping uh, in the poll? 
Was there anything else that stood out to you just at a first glance when you looked at these rankings? I'm not buying Iowa State yet. I just I, I, okay. need, a, I need a bigger sample size from Iowa State. I, I think Oklahoma State needs to be up closer to the top than they are. Uh, I'd move TCU up as well uh, and bring Iowa State down um, maybe a notch, maybe put them at third. Uh, I think Oklahoma State's probably two, in my opinion. Um, and then, really, I think TCU is ahead of Texas. I mean, I know Texas has all the players, but they got a completely new coaching staff. Like, it's not easy to bring a new coaching staff in and expect everything is going to be perfectly on track and in tune each and every week. It's going to take some time. Now, look, it's been done before, but it's very rare that it gets done with a new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So I I think Texas is going to be better. I just I'm, I don't think that they're going to challenge for the conference championship. Not in year one. I'll also say this about UT, and EP, jump in here when you want. Um, and, and this doesn't matter when it comes to the the conference seating the conference rankings i understand that but they're not conference schedule they play louisiana right off the bat mm-hmm. with and billy napier's done a really good job there they beat iowa state last year that's a tough game yes it is to open your season to open as a coaching staff arkansas on the road another tough game so there's a good chance you go one and one and i don't even think if you go one and one of those two games there needs to be like the sky is falling. No. Everybody jumps ship. But I know how that fan base reacts. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they could recover. They'll play Rice in week three. They should win that comfortably and then be on their way. But Tom Herman lost his opener to Maryland. Actually, they lost that game two years in a row. Once at home and then once on the road. Um, and that can be tough to recover from if you get off to a bad start. Now, people mm-hmm. do it. I mean, Iowa State went on to have a really good season. Uh, but if you get beat up in that non-conference schedule, that can affect how you play the first three or four weeks of conference play, too. Yeah, because you're still thinking that you don't understand exactly what's going on. And another thing you got to look at, not only do they have a completely new coaching staff, which, say what you will about that, we just said Baylor's got to replace their quarterback. Guess what? They're replacing a pretty good quarterback themselves. They are. You know, honestly, and I mentioned this, I think it was last week. Uh, this this is a weak year for quarterbacks in the Big 12 award. Very. At least to start out. Now, Casey Thompson at Texas might end up being a great player. We we'll just see. don't know. We don't know. But uh, we know Baylor's replacing a QB. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kansas doesn't have a quarterback. Also doesn't matter. Right no. now, not a whole lot. No. Um. Texas Tech replacing Texas quarterback. Tech is replacing a quarterback. Tyler Shook has some experience, but he's going to be in a new system. Texas has a QB battle going on. And then even the guys returning. I mean, Max Duggan at TCU, a lot of questions there. Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma State, I think it's fair to say there's questions there. Some. Not as many as the others. Not as many as the others. Jarrett Dagey and Skylar Thompson, I think, are just kind of guys. I mean, they're game managers, mm-hmm. which you can win with those players, but unless they take some sort of huge leap. I don't see them elevating West Virginia and K-State to a point where they're competing for a conference title. No, I don't either. So once you get past Spencer Rattler and Brock Purdy, it's a pretty thin class at QB, mm-hmm. which is uh, going to be fascinating to watch. Now, there are a lot of good running backs, which is kind of funny because that's not what we typically associate with the Big 12. But B. B. John Robinson at Texas, 
Zach Evans at TCU, Brees Hall at Iowa State, Letty Brown at West Virginia, even Oklahoma with Eddie uh, with uh, Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks, they could have a formidable running attack. So this might be a year where we see more um, production on the ground than we did through the air. Deuce Vaughn at K-State. I think Texas is too high, too. I would put TCU at three, and you can call me a homer if you want. That's fair. Uh, but I do feel like they have a ton of experience on offense. Not as much experience on defense. However, if they're not going to have experience anywhere on the ball, I've got faith in Gary Patterson to get that short up. Right. I trust them to get better on defense as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first couple weeks of the season, that could be a problem. And they have a tricky non-conference schedule. Cal's pretty good, and then they play SMU. And they've, you know, we talked about SMU yesterday. They're a good and, team. And that's a coin flip every year, no matter how good SMU is. Yes, they shouldn't play that silly game anymore, but that's another discussion <laughs> for another day. Um, anyway, that's going to be a tough game. So they have a, a, a tricky start to the season. And I like Max Duggan a lot. I think he's got a bunch of good intangibles. He's a good leader. He's tough. Um, he's also he's, got some he's really a great good weapons. Runner. He's got some good weapons, but you notice all the things I ran down about Max Duggan, I didn't say one thing about his arm because <laughs> it's pretty inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, like Baylor, they've really struggled protecting the passer. But if they do that better, I think there's a good chance that they're going to be one of the better teams in the conference. Oklahoma State is uh, a curious team. They've lost a lot of production with, Ch- with Tylen Wallace and Chuba Hubbard, but Spencer Sanders is back. Their defense actually was pretty good last year. And for whatever reason, Ward, I know this is kind of a silly thing to say because you can't measure it, but I do think Mike Gundy thrives when people don't expect him to do a whole lot. He does. And they're sitting at fourth, so it's not like they're picked to be seventh. Mm -hmm. But last season they were supposed to maybe win the Big 12. They sort of fell on their face. And it does seem like when the chips are down a little bit, Gundy finds a way to exceed expectations. I agree with that. I I think he he is that type of guy – he likes to be backed in the corner a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, after what happened last year to them with the high expectations, no matter where they're put, uh, put in this ranking, he's backed into a corner a little bit. He's got to do better this year. He just has to. No, he does. Um, the The alumni there, the boosters there, have kind of gotten tired of his antics. Yes. But for the longest time... That's why time, he's backed into a corner. And for the longest time, you could not do anything with him because he was winning games. But he starts losing games, and that mm-hmm. becomes more tiresome. Yeah. Okay, before we go to break, and if people want to keep chiming in on this topic, they can. 254-662-1660. Baylor picked to finish eighth in the preseason poll, the Big 12 preseason poll the media put out today. Kansas, their non-conference schedule. They play South Carolina, or excuse me, they play South Dakota, Coastal Carolina, and Duke. And then they play the Big 12 schedule. Do they want a game this year, Ward? No. Okay. I think they beat South Dakota. That's it. And that's their season opener. So that's kind of tough. Cause where, where is it at? Is it at home? Yeah, it's at home. I'm not trying to convince you. You almost did. No, I'm going to stay with it. No, they don't. Coming up next, Pat Fulbright. We'll chat with him. He's the uh, color analyst for University Football this upcoming season on our airwaves. This is ESPN Central Texas. 
I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Jessup Housing in Waco, a premier affordable manufactured home builder, is looking for skilled workers at two of their locations to join their team. Paying up to $18.50 per hour to start, they also offer free health insurance, production bonuses, paid holidays and vacations, 401k with company match, and opportunities for advancement. Apply in person at Jessup Housing today at 1101 Foundation Drive in Waco or 1001 West Loop 340 in Waco or apply online at jessuphousing.com. Join the Jessup Housing family today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Fans were barred from the pandemic postponed Tokyo Olympics, which will open in two weeks following the state of emergency today. The ban was announced by the International Olympic Committee and Japanese organizers, reducing the games to a made for TV event. Tampa Bay Lightning goes back to back to win the Stanley Cup, beating the Canadians one to nothing in game five and take the cup four games to one. Florida Panthers are the first NHL team and believed to be the first U.S. major pro sports team to establish an opportunity for college athletes to align with them as a part of the recent rule changes that allow college athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Game two of the NBA Finals tonight, the Bucks at the Suns. Suns lead that series 1-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. Astros holding a six-game winning streak take on the A's this afternoon in a getaway game. Rangers have the day off before they host the A's tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time. This is uh, Stephen Simcox. I'm joined by Ward White and EP Garth. We're filling in for Tom Barfield. He was on vacation this week and on the phone lines. Uh, special guest. You'll get to hear a lot of him during football season across our family of networks. Pat Fulbright joining us. Uh, longtime coach. Also quite the athlete himself. And Pat, first off, we appreciate you making some time for us. I know yeah, I guess you kind of had to do this for EP, but we, we thank you that you're making an appearance on the radio for us. I want to start with, uh, I know you used to be a, a pitcher back in the day, um, and I don't know how much you still tune in and watch Major League Baseball, but uh, you know a big discussion point right now is they're cracking down on foreign substances that pitchers are using to get better spin rate, to have a better grip on the ball. Um, what, right. do you, what do you kind of make of that as someone who's been around the game for such a long time and understand the, uh, the unwritten rules that come with it? Well, I, I do still watch quite a bit of baseball, uh, Astros and Rangers especially, uh, and I kind of I kind of side with some of those hitters that think you know maybe those pitchers having a pretty good grip on the ball and pretty good command was a good thing because 
maybe it's just me, but I seem to notice an awful lot of fastballs getting up on the head and even thrown behind some of these hitters. I'm afraid, you know, they're asking for some for some injuries. I don't think the guys were using so much foreign substance that they were getting an unfair advantage. You know, even some of the major league hitters are are kind of thinking this isn't the greatest idea. How uh, how does it help specifically pitchers? I know you said you're worried about you know that that loss of grip, but what exactly does that do if you have a little something on your hands and you can grip the baseball better? Uh, does that just allow you to rear back and uh, kind of throw with with your whole body in that situation? Well, you know, the major league guys are the ones that are that are the real geniuses with it. You know, you notice every time a ball hits the ground or gets fouled in the catcher's mitt, they change balls because those those guys in the majors, they can take a little scuff on the ball and make the ball do all kinds of crazy things. I remember Mike Scott back in the day when I was in college was was a, was a genius at that kind of stuff. But I, I think most of what they're using right now is, is just something to get them a little bit higher spin rate uh, on the fastball. It keeps the ball climbing as opposed to tailing off in, in the zone. And then a little bit more spin rate on the on the breaking pitches, the curveballs and the sliders, so that they can just get a little bit more bite. I just don't feel like it was necessary. I didn't notice anybody that was getting just huge advantages over the hitters with it. And, you know, I, I, the first guy I saw after they came out with the new, we're going to check every pitcher every, every chance we get, Lance McCullers of the Astros is a big breaking ball pitcher. His first outing after – um, they came out with those rules. He didn't throw, but about five percent curveballs that entire outing that day. He went with fastball and changeup almost exclusively. And I don't know if it just was a thing where he felt like he didn't have the command that he wanted or, or what. But I don't know. I just I feel like they're they're making much ado about nothing. If you ask me, uh, Pat, this EP. I'm excited yes, about sir. working with you again. We did uh, some games uh, together last year uh, for one of the uh, Houston area internet TV stations, and uh, it was great having having you back. Oh, in I had the, a great time. Yeah, yes, yeah. And then we did that years ago when we were both at Midway. Whenever you, I had uh, a need for a color analyst. Uh, you always were uh, willing to help me out and did such an outstanding job. So having that coach. On the sideline, you're going to be a sideline analyst, and it, it's it, it's invaluable because uh, you know you know a lot of folks know a lot of things about sports, but sometimes it, it doesn't come across uh, like uh, a coach's uh, analyst work. And so, I'm, again, I'm looking forward to having that opportunity to work with you. And you know well, university sure really it. well, yeah. You know university really well. You. You had some real wars with uh, Leroy Coleman through the we years. We did. Yeah. We did. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson and, and that whole crew from back in the day. Those were some. Those were some knockdown dragouts for sure. Well, and, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, EP. It, it's always great to work with you. You you do such a super job. You make it easy for anybody that's that's riding shotgun with you. It's it's a great time. Well, Pat, when uh, you decided uh, to leave Midway, you went down to the Houston area and you were the head coach at Angleton. And then yes, uh, not long after that, you went over to Montgomery. But uh, you took over a couple of programs that had uh, – they were in need of victories, and you, you left them when they were uh, – they had been – you know, they were winning quite a bit, including district championships. Well, yeah, I guess that's probably why I got the job is because they were in such bad shape at the time. I think both schools had been one and nine 
maybe even 0 and 10 the year before I got there. So it was kind of thing where you had to change the entire culture where the kids had to, to learn what, uh, what, what kind of work ethic it was going to take to really turn things around. And the parents and the community had to kind of learn what, what, you know, how things are going to have to be different. And we had to kind of get everybody, everybody all pointed in the same direction and working together. And, and um, uh, had a lot of success there at Angleton. Uh, it was, that was such a terrific community. Everybody there just rolled up their sleeves and pitched in, did a great job, and had a lot of fun there. And then uh, went to Montgomery, and, and we were in the process of turning that around when, when my dad had a stroke. And I ended up leaving Montgomery and coming back to Waco and did another stint there at Midway after that. So just kind of you never know what direction life is going to turn you in. Never expected to be be back at Midway. We had another great five year run there, a lot of fun. Just really been been very fortunate. All the, all the kids and the coaches and parents and all that I've gotten a chance to work with over the years. Well, we'll be talking about that offensive genius of yours when you were the offensive coordinator at at Midway, and you worked with quarterbacks. I understand at Highland Park. Tell me about that experience. Yes, sir. Uh, worked with a couple of quarterbacks. The one I worked with most was a young man named Brooks Bowman. Uh, just a terrific kid and a great quarterback. Led us to the state semifinals. Uh, gosh, what year would that have been? 2013, I guess it was. Uh, we just barely lost out to a really good Denton Geyer team. It was led by a Gerard Hurd kid that went off to Texas. He, he, uh, he pulled a rabbit out of the hat late in that game. We had a had a lead with about a minute to play, and uh, yeah, Brooks Brooks was was a great quarterback there at uh, Highland Park, and and the one that was coming up, the the young quarterback I was working with was uh, John Stephen Jones, who ended up winning, I believe. Gosh, did he win three state championships or two there? I think he won two, and then the Chandler Morris kid won one. Highland Park won three in a row, but that was after I left. John Stephen was a freshman when I left, but just those kids were just such great competitors. Uh, remind me a lot of Brandon Johnson out of Midway. Just, just extremely competitive young men that just were going to find a way to beat you. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> kind of like Roger Staubach back in the day. There, there's always time enough to win. Was, was his thought. Well, one of kind of how those kids were. Yeah, Pat. One of our hosts, uh, uh, Matt Mosley, asked a question uh, earlier this afternoon on his show. Who is one of the best quarterbacks to come out of Central Texas in recent, well, in not so recent years, but, you know, going back a little bit? And I think you can probably name one, right? Well, I'd have to put Brandon Johnson yeah. out there with anybody. Uh, that, that young man could do just about anything. And he was special. Uh, behind him, we had, you know, Josh Zachary and, and, uh, uh, uh uh, Brett uh, Stewart was coming in after Josh took us to another semifinal. But there were a bunch of good quarterbacks. The, the Coleman kid over at, at university, you know, they used him differently than we did at Midway, but but that kid was special. There were a lot of good young quarterbacks at that, at that time. Uh, gosh, the kid out of uh, uh, Temple. Uh, Rogers, I believe it was. I can't remember that kid's name. But Rogers had a quarterback same year as Brandon. That was just a terrific quarterback. Uh had a lot of really, really good talent there in Central Texas, late 90s, early 2000s. It was just a lot, really fun time to be there. It's kind of when Texas football was moving from being a, a run-only kind of a game to, to really a quarterback-dominated game. 
Well, you can't uh, talk about Midway football unless you uh, talk about that 97 team that uh, you were the offensive coordinator on when you set all kinds of offensive records. Brandon Johnson was the Class 4A player of the year. Uh, Kent Bechtel, the late Kent Bechtel, was the uh, you know the, yeah. the Class 4A coach of the year. So that that was a pretty special time at Midway. It was. Uh, it was an amazing time to be there because we we really kind of did some unprecedented things. Midway had always been a competitive program, but but never really took that step. And starting '96 and '97 and so on, just really had a terrific run. The kids really bought into everything that we did. And we were very fortunate to be there with some great kids. Um, you know, Brandon at quarterback, and we had receivers Kevin Brown and Chad Craig, and uh, running backs Charlie Collier, and and we had a very uh, a very good offensive line group that people you know really didn't get didn't get much attention. People didn't notice too much about them. And gosh, defensively, our, our defenses were just scrappy and and. Uh, they would just get after you, really well coached, really really get after kids. Just a special, special time to be there. Well, after that uh, return to the state semifinals in 1991, uh, something unusual happened when they voted for the coach of the year in Central Texas, and that was they gave it to an assistant coach and they gave it to you. And That doesn't happen every year. Well, Kim Bechtel was pretty instrumental in that. He, he actually uh, – you know, typically when when uh, your team goes goes unbeaten in district and goes to the semis and so forth, it's, the coach of the year is going to be the head coach, and probably would have been, except Kent kind of passed the word around that you know he was far enough in his career that it didn't mean that much to him, and it might be more valuable to one of his assistants. And they voted for me, and that, you know I, I really owe that to Kent. You know that was that was a big deal for my career, and, and uh, you know. It, Kim Bechtel was a special guy and, and gave me my first chance to really be a, a coordinator and call plays on Friday nights and and uh, you know definitely definitely a big mentor for me. We you know football in Texas really misses that guy. Well, Pat, I'm looking forward to working with with you during the university broadcast this year and uh, take care of yourself and we'll see you soon. Okay, I appreciate it. Good, to, good speaking with all three of you guys and uh, I'm looking forward to this fall. It'll be great fun. Yeah, thank you, Pat. That's Pat Fulbright, uh, longtime coach at Midway and other stops. Also going to do radio with us this upcoming fall, talking university games with our uh, guy here, E.P. Gar. So that'll be fun to tune into. Coming up next, we'll do uh, what we do every day at 445, Ranger Roundup. That's coming up on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Good Feet Arch Supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. When I went to the Good Feet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports. And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Oh, man, I missed the claps there. Here we go. It might come back around. There we go. There you go. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> Ranger Roundup off day for the Rangers today, Ward White. Good thing. <laughs> What's Tom going to do next week when the All-Star break's going on during the Ranger Roundup segment? I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you, when there's not a game, you got to be a little creative with it. <laughs> uh, they do start a series tomorrow with the Oakland A's as they finish up the first half of the season. That'll be tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday before uh, the All-Star break, and then they will return to action next Friday against the Blue Jays. So only three more games left in the first half of the season. Joey Gallo will have Tony Beasley, Rangers' third base coach, pitching to him at the Home Run Derby. All right. Not sure how much it matters. I know when Josh Hamilton went crazy, he had – maybe it was his old high school coach. It was It was somebody he knew. Yeah, that, and I can't remember who that was. It wasn't anybody on the Rangers staff. No, it wasn't. But, I mean, it's BP. They're grooving pitches in no. there. It's all about. That's what you want. Trying to get it out. So, if Tony Beasley is typically the guy that throws batting practice to him, which I assume that's the case, um, then I imagine it will be a pretty good situation. As we barrel towards the end of July, um, you know, the Rangers, the main thing around them is what are they going to get via trade if they trade somebody because i mean their magic number i'm not sure what it is but i don't think they're in a situation where they're going to win the al west or contend for a wild card so they're going to be sellers at the deadline so i figured what we'd do is we'd look at the trades they've made over the past few years oh boy 
and just see, you know, what what you could say they've hauled in so far um, throughout these deals. So they've had a pretty quiet offseason. The last big move they made, and it wasn't even really a big move, I guess, but they traded Rugnet Odor to the New York Yankees. In exchange, they got Josh Stowers and Antonio Cabello. Um, Stowers is at double-A Frisco right now, and he's hitting 205. He does wow. have 10 home runs, though. Um, but, obviously, not not a great year for Josh Stowers. Antonio Cabello is currently on the injured list. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you gave up Rugnet Odor, so it's not like you sent a great player in exchange for these prospects. I think he won just because you got rid of Rudnett Odor. You got rid of that contract. Yeah. Okay. Um, Elvis Andrews was sent to the A's in exchange for Chris Davis, who was designated for assignment recently, so he's no longer on the team. Mm-hmm. Catcher Jonah Heim, who they've, uh, I mean, they've gotten a little bit out of, but ultimately he's a replacement. Mm-hmm. And then uh, pitcher Dane Aker, who is currently... Um, in low A ball, he's got a 2.84 ERA, but it's going to be a long time mm-hmm. before you see Dane Aker in a Rangers uniform. Right. They also did a deal with the Rays this off season, um, where they sent some prospects in exchange for Nate Lowe, Jake Gunter, and Charles Chester. Now, Nate Lowe has been in the middle of their lineup all year long. Um, I don't. I don't think he's, you know, a foundational piece. No. But they've got him. Mm-hmm. Jake Gunter is a uh, actually a former TCU Horn Frog. He plays first base. He's playing at a uh, Double A Frisco right now, and that's that's what they got in exchange for um, some prospects of their own. They also sent Lance Lynn to the White Sox in exchange for Dane Dunning and Avery Weems. Dane Dunning is on the major league roster right now, but he struggled. Have have we gotten a whole lot so far, Ward, in these in these transactions? Nothing. Um, they did pick up Adolis Garcia in exchange for cash to the Cardinals. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a good deal. So far, so far. I mean, it could all come to a screeching halt at any time. Not not that I'm wishing anything bad on Garcia, but I mean, you know, we, we need to see more of a sample size. Yeah, I agree. Um, they sent Delino to Shields and Emmanuel Kloss to the Cleveland Indians in exchange for Corey Kluber. How'd that work out? That did not work. Corey Kluber (laughs) pitched, I believe, two-thirds of an inning Mm -hmm. for the Texas Rangers before he was shut down for the season because of a shoulder injury. Um, And then he no-hit the Rangers (laughs) earlier this year. So, (laughs) Well, there you go. I would say they lost that trade. (laughs) Um, Another deal they made was Nomar Mazzara to the White Sox in exchange for outfielder Steel Walker. Walker's at Double A Frisco. He's hitting two thirty six with eight home runs. Uh, on base percentage is two ninety seven. So he's doing okay. That fair, yeah. Uh, they picked up Colby Allard from the Braves in exchange for Chris Martin, which I think was probably a win. But again, it's you know minor returns to push. They got uh, Nick Solak in exchange for Pete Fairbanks, which Nick has been a everyday starter for them for the most part. And finally, the U Darvish trade. They sent you and there were others in between, but I'll, I'll end with these two. U Darvish 
to the L.A. Dodgers mm-hmm. in exchange for Willie Calhoun, who has been... He's a bust. I, I know he's okay. Q's Ward, favorite Ward's, player. Ward's just going to say it. But he's a bust. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with that too much. He's at least made the major league team, but yeah. he was at AAA when he got traded. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he was expected to be somebody that came up quickly. Right. Um, and I, I would say it hasn't worked so far. They also got AJ Alexi, who is at AA Frisco right now mm-hmm. and has a 1.64 ERA coming out of the bullpen. He has not made an appearance on the major league team. Hmm. And then Brendan Davis, a shortstop, who is now in the Angels organization. So I guess in, you know, somewhere along the way, he got moved. Right. And then finally, they sent uh, Keone Kella to the Pirates for Taylor Hearn, who is at the big league level, but has really struggled. Right. So, <laughs> not great. Nothing's worked. Nothing's really worked. You haven't found the big-time prospect that has broken through and made a huge impact yet. When was the last impactful, good trade the Rangers made in your mind? Man, that's a good question. I guess it depends on what we say impactful. I would say the Adolis Garcia trade right now is a good trade. But if we're talking about like changing the course of the franchise, probably the Cliff Lee deal. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly the one I was going to say. And, I mean, different situation, because obviously that team was really good. They were buyers. They needed a starting pitcher. They got the best starting pitcher. But they went and got one. But they went and got the guy. They haven't done that in a while. And, unfortunately, Cliff Lee didn't stick around, but in that playoff run, he was fantastic. Absolutely. And they ran up against a Giants team that was just better than Mm -hmm. them. But they won the American League. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that was it. I mean, I think the Prince Fielder deal worked for a little while, but then he got hurt. I, I think it, I think that that was the last one that if he would have stayed healthy, yeah. yeah, that excited anybody. I mean, they, they, you know, you saw the Rangers were getting Prince Fielder, and you went, "Ooh, okay, that sold tickets." And they sent. They t- haven't had a trade that sold tickets since that point. It was also a good evaluation of okay, we like Ian Kinsler, but this this has run out. This has run its course here. Mm-hmm. Like we don't think Ian Kinsler is going to get a lot better in a Rangers uniform. Speaking of which, did you see he's going to be in the Olympics? Ian Kinsler? Yes. He's going to play for Team Israel. Is this a joke? No. 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 It's it's Really? It's really happening. Yeah, I read that last night. I had no idea. <laughs> uh yeah, good for him. I I had no clue. Still hanging around. Why does why is Olympic baseball like just non-existent? I I don't know because for a while it was pretty prevalent. I can't name you a single player on the American team. I, could, I, I don't I know. Couldn't I, either. I don't know I don't who plays. Know, I don't even know who's playing. I don't know who plays. And they tried to do the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, that's the last time that Kinsler played was for Team USA in that. In the World Baseball Classic. Okay. And now he's going to be playing. He was made uh, officially made a citizen last year, and now he's on their Olympic team. So I guess it's his family from there? I I couldn't call that. Okay. I don't know. It didn't it didn't go into that much detail. This is their first uh their first team in the Olympics, Team Israel. Mm-hmm. 
A couple texts on the text line, then we'll go to break. Brandon Stone, we were talking about the Big 12 preseason poll earlier. Mm-hmm. You just blew me away with that Ian Kinsler thing. I'm like looking this up now because I <laughs> had no idea. Uh, Brandon Stone says he thinks Baylor's picked in the right place because the question is about the QB. And Baylor was picked eighth in the preseason poll, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JT, we're talking about the Rangers and their trade history, uh, says it's all because JD sucks. How long will they keep him in there? I don't know, JT. Um, I, I think the criticism of John Daniels is very fair. Bring Nolan back. And Ward <laughs> Ward would agree with you. Um, the, the problem, though, is the Rangers ownership group does not want to spend money. And I don't know when that changes. But until that changes, I don't feel like they're going to make a lot of big moves. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I believe... John Daniels and Chris Woodward are there for the foreseeable future. Now, maybe that changes. I'll say this, and this might be a good topic for tomorrow. Um, I think Nolan Ryan is very beneficial to whatever organization he's in. Even the Astros kind of drove him out too. But uh, where they screwed up in my mind along with the Nolan thing, is A.J. Preller, who was J.D.'s assistant, mm-hmm. is in San Diego now. And has been in San Diego for a couple of years. And he's killing it. San Diego's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> They've built a pretty good baseball team. I think that's the guy they really let get away. Now, I do. if Nolan Ryan was there, would they be in a better spot? Probably. But I feel like where they screwed up was... Um, and it's tough because when Preller left, I don't think it was starting to decline, but I don't think it was at a point where people were like, get John Daniels out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But somebody didn't look and say, maybe we should promote number two. Figure out a way to hang on to this guy. Yeah, and let number one move on somewhere else. Uh, but thank you for those submissions, 254-662-1660. Uh, when we come back, I think the Cowboys – most important position group is on offense and not on defense. And I'll tell you about why next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. It's a new year, which means God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted. No workout equipment needed. No excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, we are the Cowboys. What is this? That's the old Dallas Cowboys song from, I think it was the late 60s when they had that out. Okay. I like it, EP. Mm-hmm. Look at EP producing on the fly. There you go. Bah, bah, may have, may bah, have been bah, in the bah, 70s, bah, but it was bah. in somewhere around there. Yep. It was Charlie Pry. Mm-hmm. It okay. was Charlie Pry. Well, there you go. Dallas Cowboys song. I, I did want to talk some Cowboys in the segments. Hour number two of game time. Steven Simcox, Ward White, C.P. Garth. We're filling in for Tom Barfield this week, who is uh, cruising. My headphones broke today, Ward. Finally. Finally, <laughs> they broke. You you, you, uh, you got the most out of them, I will say that. I did. I mean, they, they technically kind of break every day, but usually I'm able to rig them up in a way where I can still use them. <laughs> today, a, a plastic piece of it broke off that ended its career. But tomorrow is my I'm last. Sorry about that. Yeah, tomorrow is my last day here, so I guess a good timing. I only have to slug through a couple more days with borrowed headphones. Um, <laughs> this is ESPN Central Texas. I want to talk some Cowboys in this segment. I'd like to hear from you at two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I was sitting thinking today about this team, and I have a theory. Feel free to shoot me down. But we all know the defense has to get better. Cowboys defense has to get better. Mm-hmm. However, I think the most important position group for this Cowboys team, the one that's going to tell you if they've actually improved and gotten more successful, is the offensive line. So it's not on the defensive side of the ball. And I say that because I really feel like Dan Quinn, I mean, he can come in, he can clean up some things. He can move this team to a four-down front get them to a place where they're more organized than they were under uh, Mike Nolan. They added Micah Parsons. They added Jabril Cox in the draft. Uh, In free agency, Keanu Neal. 
Um, DeMonte Kazee, mainly just kind of filler guys. So, I don't think the personnel's improved a whole lot, meaning I, I can't see them making a huge jump, mm-hmm. which puts a lot of pressure on this offense. And Ward, I really think they've got a good running back who needs to get better, who needs to bounce back, but a good running back. A wide receiving core that's very, very dangerous. And a QB who can throw the ball around. But they have to stay healthy on the offensive line. It's imperative. If they don't, then this offense becomes mortal. And if this offense is mortal, and they're not scoring at a high rate, and they're not efficient, with that defense, I don't see them winning a ton of games. Tyron Smith missed a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. Lyle Collins did not play a snap. Those guys should be back. They'll be on those two tackle spots. I think Connor Williams will be your left guard. Tyler Biotish right now s- sounds like your center. Unless they re-sign Joe Looney, who is still out there on the free agent market. And then maybe Connor McGovern at that other guard spot. And I think those five guys are pretty good. Or excuse me, no, not Connor. Zach Martin at the other guard spot. Connor McGovern will be back up. So Tyron Smith... Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins. I think that's a pretty good five if they stay healthy. Yes. Now I'm a little worried about Williams and Biotish against some big physical nose tackles. Mm -hmm. But if that group stays together, I think you have a good offensive line. Now if people get hurt, especially those two tackles, and you have to put Brandon Knight, or Terrence Steele, or Connor McGovern in there. You know, they got a rookie Josh Ball late in the draft, and Marshall has some off-the-field issues. I don't even know if he'll make a roster, but right now he would kind of be in that swing tackle spot as well. Then you have problems. And I, I could argue, you know, they beat the Vikings last year, and then they turned around and they played the Washington football team on Thanksgiving Day. And I think if Zach Martin stays healthy, maybe they win that game, and then they probably win the division. But he went down, and everything kind of went downhill. So I really believe that if they if the O-line can stay healthy, even with the struggles of the defense, they can win the division with that team. Ward, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. I mean, but that's, that is the key to this football team, is how this offensive line can stay upright more than anything else. They've got to be able to stay on the field. They cannot have uh, an injury that is going to prevent them to missing multiple games. Uh, if they if they have that injury, it's going to be a, a tough road for them. Um, just be, exactly what you said, though. This offense has got to figure out a way, too, to protect the defense. And part of that, I get it, they're going to score at a high rate, but they also – they better be able to move the chains and close a game out with some long drives. If they can do that, they can win a several football games. But they've got to stay healthy, and they've got to figure out a way to close games out with long drives and eat up the clock. 254-662-1660 is the CNC Collision Center text line. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. I think the Cowboys offensive line is the most important position group for this team going into the season. David Bass said the Cowboys will be good enough to tease for the playoffs but not good enough to contend until Jerry understands this isn't fantasy football and fixes the O and D lines, they will not be a contender. 
Well, it all starts up front, right, Ward? No, it does. Now, I think their offensive line is actually pretty good with the caveat, can they stay healthy? D-line, yes, I agree with you, David. Demarcus Lawrence, okay. I know the advanced stats people will tell me he's very good against the run. That's fine. They paid him to get to the passer. He does not get to the passer. No. Randy Gregory, I like him. Don't know if he's going to be available. I mean, just bottom line. Mm-hmm. And then a defensive tackle, yikes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not good. Uh, and they have to figure that out. It, it seemed like, um, oh, man, what's the kid from from UCF that they drafted a couple years ago? I'm blanking on his name. Anyway, he, he played a little bit better towards the end of the season, but still didn't seem like someone who – was a good player. Well, that, that the defensive line for the Cowboys are not disruptive at all. They don't win the battle of, of the trenches. And, you know, you got to win it on both sides of the ball. You have to win it on the offensive side. And then on the defensive side, you got to do the same thing. They don't disrupt. And you've got to have those guys disrupt and keep the other team's offensive line for getting to the second level because that's where they're getting just completely destroyed at. Linebacking play was terrible anyway. But when you don't have any help up front, it makes that linebacking play even more obviously bad. Tristan Hill was who I was uh, who I was thinking about. Um, we also got a text that says the Cowboys. Oh, excuse me. This is actually David Bass. I'm sorry, David. He said definitely offensive line and defensive backfield. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Those DBs, you know, especially at corner, Trayvon Diggs, and then I don't really know. Nobody does. <laughs> I mean, you know, Kelvin Joseph's their second-round pick from Kentucky. He's another guy. Had some attitude problems um, at LSU, then transferred to Kentucky and sort of figured it out, but he's very raw. And then after that, it's Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis. I mean, it's it's kind of a tough group. And safety is what it's always been, which is a mess. I mean, they don't have a lot of depth there. They don't have great talent there. And you have to be able to slow down the passing game in the NFL. Ward, can you count on Tyron Smith to play 16 games at this point in his career? I don't think so. Not. I, I, again, if, if they can get him to where he's not missing a handful of games, they may have enough depth to get him through. But they're going to need some help. I, I, I just don't. I don't think he makes it through 16. Do you? No, I don't. I mean, he said at some point in the offseason that he had another surgery and. He thinks this is the one that's going to fix him. But, I mean, that's just off-season talk, right? Like, we mm-hmm. hear that every year. Yeah, it, it sounds good. Um, it sounds good. I mean, necks and backs just don't typically get better as you get older. <laughs> Bottom no. line. We no. saw it with Tony Romo. We've seen it with a lot of guys. It's um, it, it's not a part of your body that does well under stress. And no. obviously in the NFL, there's a lot of stress that comes with that, especially when you're an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyle Collins, he missed the whole year. And I, to be honest... I didn't really – I don't know this for sure. I feel like that was a work ethic thing in a lot of ways because he came in out of shape, then he had the hip problem, and then suddenly he decided, okay, I need to have surgery. I need to shut it down. Now, again, he said, I'm recommitting myself. I'm I'm good to go. But that's again, another guy. Sounds good. Sounds good. We got to see on the field. And Zach Martin was banged up last year too, and you hope that's not a uh, trend. But all, these, all those guys are older. Those three guys are older, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Biotish and Williams are on the younger side. But Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and Lyle Collins is a little younger than those two. But, but he's got to be in shape. But, yeah, he's got to be in shape. 
And okay, you hurt your hip, you hurt your hip. But if that's exacerbated because you came in not ready to go, then that's a problem. Um, Leon says this topic is a broken record. If that offensive line doesn't block, we have a hurt quarterback and they won't win six games. I don't think I've talked about their offensive line too much, Leon, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> Leon's just really down on the Cowboys these days, Ward. Yes, he is. He doesn't like that they paid Dak Prescott. No. He doesn't think they're going to do anything. So, sorry about your frustration, Leon. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk Rangers with Jeff Wilson. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds tonight with low temperatures falling to around 73 degrees. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a 30% chance of scattered showers, maybe an isolated storm and a high of 86. And on Saturday, partly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of a passing shower and a high of 91. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Have you heard about the new quesabira? That's right, quesabira. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walk all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lights with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Fans were barred from the pandemic postponed Tokyo Olympics, which will open in two weeks following the state of emergency today. The ban was announced by the International Olympic Committee and Japanese organizers, reducing the games to a made-for-TV event. Tampa Bay Lightning goes back-to-back to win the Stanley Cup, beating the Canadians 1-0 in Game 5 and take the Cup four games to one. Florida Panthers are the first NHL team and believe to be the first U.S. major pro sports team to establish an opportunity for college athletes to align with him as a part of the recent rule changes that allow college athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Game two of the NBA Finals tonight, the Bucks at the Suns. Suns lead that series 1-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. Astros holding a six-game winning streak. Take on the A's this afternoon in a getaway game. Rangers have the day off before they host the A's tomorrow night. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. What are you supposed to do when you Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been Back here on ESPN Central Texas, Stephen Simcox, Ward White, CP Garth, we're filling in for Tom Barfield this week. And a familiar voice on this station, Jeff Wilson, has joined us. Jeff uh, has a, a new venture, jeffwilson.substack.com, a Rangers newsletter. Make sure you go there and subscribe. Again, that's jeffwilson.substack.com. Jeff, uh, a couple segments ago, we were talking about the Rangers and the upcoming trade deadline and just how they've done the last few years in trades. And, you know, the type of return they've gotten back for guys that they've tried to sell off um, at the deadline or beyond. And it turned in on our text line to a a lot of John Daniels bashing and John Daniels hate mail, which I know shocks you as someone who covers the Rangers. But and I know in in that instance, we're talking trades. I did want to get your perspective, though, because you've talked with us before about the, the relationship between John Daniels and this ownership group that is very tight with, with money, at least as of late. Um, so so how have those two kind of combined for what we're seeing with uh, this this iteration of the Texas Rangers the last few years? Well, I, if you want to go back to the offseason of, of before 2019, um, look, the Rangers, the, 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 the front office staff wanted to go higher for Anthony Rendon than ownership would, would let them. Um, and, you know, and you know, John John Daniels is left to put on a brave face and 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 say what he has to say, you know, in in the aftermath. But uh, the fact the fact of the matter is that you know John Daniels has a boss. I've, I've said that a lot, and and uh, his boss is, is is the ownership group, and they set out a budget. And even though one of them is a, is a billionaire, and then another one is is thought to be a billionaire, or very close to it. Um, they they run it they run it they run it pretty tight. They try to stick to a budget, um, and and I I don't know I don't know why. I mean you know baseball team owners and, and this goes for any sport are rich before they buy a baseball team. You know, they, they they don't buy a baseball team looking to make a ton of money. It's like a hobby for them, um, and I would want my hobby to be the best. I mean I have a baseball card collection, and I want. You know the, the best <laughs> the best card. I'm I play golf. I want to be a great golfer. You know it's a hobby. You know okay? I, I I don't I don't know why in in this market with the TV contract the Rangers have and now the new ballpark 
why there there hasn't been more money laid out. And maybe that changes. You know, the Rangers are leading baseball in attendance. That that may slip it, but they're they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of money this offseason. So we'll we'll see what happens. But um, you know, all, all all John Daniels can do is make a proposal and let the ownership decide. And and in fairness, these owners in the past have spent like you Darvish and and, and Adrian Beltre, uh, for instance. But um, they 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 haven't dared go where other teams are going, you know, north of $30 million a year for a marquee player. Jeff, when you look at John Daniels and Chris Woodward, how much rope do they have left? And I understand, you know, the, the aspect of the ownership is saying, no, we're not spending any money, but the ownership could also hear the fans and go, okay, we need a scapegoat. You two guys are out. Well, sure. Uh, entirely possible. I, I, I think, though, um, I think Woodward is, is is safe. I mean, he, I mean, the, the Rangers basically said, "Hey, we're not going to win this year." Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was that was his directive is, is developing uh, players, and um, I know the record doesn't reflect it, but you can see improvement in, in, in some guys. And I, I think uh, you know Joey Gallo is one of them. Uh, Dolis Garcia. I mean, all they all stars, obviously. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see where things line up. They've already. They already picked up the option on, on uh, Woodward, um, so I think that's a, a level of insurance. Though they did the same thing with Jeff Bannister before they fired him. Uh, you know, Daniels uh, now has has Chris Young as general manager beneath him. Uh, I think that you know has has a lot of people thinking that that uh, Daniels is on thin ice. But you know, <clears throat> ownership ownership wanted to have a have a team that is built from within. Um, that you know the, the the talent supply eventually just keeps funding the you know fueling into the the major league team. It, it's more affordable that way. Um, uh, so so they signed on for this too. Um, so if if they if they fire somebody, you know they they're basically in essence saying we made a mistake in, in agreeing to this. So they would have to completely change course. And I don't I don't think they're they're going to change course. I mean they they seem they seem committed to this and. So I, I personally think Daniels and Woodward are safe this year. Um, next year, though, might be uh, a little dicey for them. You mentioned Joey Gallo. He's hitting the cover off the ball right now. We're talking with Jeff Wilson uh, from his newsletter, jeffwilson.substack.com. Um, Jeff, what do you make of this? Joey's hit 10 home runs in 10 games. Is this Does this mean, hey, the Rangers are like, we got to work the phones right now? Are they selling him? He wants to be there. How, how do they handle this Gallo situation? Well, I mean, I, I think I think in the last I don't know three three weeks, you, you've seen um, the kind of player he can be, and that's where the Rangers have always valued him. Um, so if, if if he is going to be dealt, a team's going to have to come with a package that matches the value the Rangers believe he has. Now, what 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 teams can do that, and what teams need left-handed power? Um, you know, you can make it. San Diego can make a case. Uh, the Yankees can definitely make a case. I mean, they they signed Rugnet Odor for left-handed power for crying out loud. So uh, they they clearly need some left-handed power. Um, and uh, so and and those teams have great farm systems. They have a lot of young major league talent. So you know th- those could be fits. I'm not saying that that's being discussed or anything, but um, it's it's going to take a lot. I I, re- I really believe that the Rangers aren't just going to trade Joey Gallo to trade Joey Gallo. I mean, yeah, they're rebuilding, and then they could use some more star power in the minor leagues. But 
why would you trade an all-star? You know, a, a, a guy who's young and wants to be here and is under contract for next year. I, I think that, you know, good teams shouldn't shed good players, especially if they like where they're at. So that's kind of the thing that they need to, they need to look at themselves in the mirror and say, how far away are we really? What do we need? Can one, can trading one player or two, Kyle Gibson, um, can that accomplish? Can we get what we need to, to speed up our rebuild process? And if the answer is yes, then I, then I think that, that it's going to be a, a tense last week of July for, for those two guys. But, uh, again, um, if the Rangers think they're close, if they see that things in development, you know, that, that we don't see when we look at the record, um, then, then I think they stay. But again, it's, uh, they're, they're going to be busy. They're going to be getting phone calls. Jeff, how badly do the Rangers have to get Sunday's draft right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, come on. How often do you get the number two pick in the country? The Rangers have had it uh, once, I believe, uh, number two once, and they had the number one overall pick another time. Uh, and that was 72 the, or 73, the David Clyde year. Uh, but, um, I mean, yeah, this, this, is, this is an opportunity, uh, A, that you don't want too often, but, B, that when you get it, can't screw it up and um you know i i think that with, with their, their pitching history if you look in the farm system uh, the, the rangers are deeper on the position player side i i think that you know jack Leiter's the guy um that's that's what i would do or a guy who uh in essence if you think he's this good and if you think you're you're about to compete he could slide into your rotation uh right right when that competitive window opens and then you could have a controllable starting pitcher who, who could be very, very good pitch at the top of your rotation for six years. Um, you know, now, of course, every guy comes at their own rate. Uh, there are injuries, as Rangers fans know, with, with, with draft picks. Um, but, you know, do, do, if you draft a high school shortstop, let's say, and there are three or four of them that are at the top of the draft, you're not going to know for three or four years. Um, so, I, you know, if you're looking for instant returns, uh, if you're looking for a headline, if you're looking for something to get the, uh, the the fans fired up, to your point, maybe ownership has a little say in this. And I think Leiter's the pick, but I think I think the Rangers <laughs> have have probably five guys they'd be happy uh, to get. Um, a lot will depend, obviously, on what happens with Pittsburgh. But I think I think when number two comes around, the Rangers will have a chance to get Zach Leiter. Jeff, I know it feels like this event was made for Joey Gallo, but how do you think he'll do in the home run derby there in Denver? Yeah, you know, um, you're right. Uh, give me a break. Uh, thin air. I grew up there, so I know, I know how far the ball travels uh, from 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 playing golf, not necessarily in home runs, but um, <laughs> it's it's uh, the, the, it, it could be magical. I mean, it's a perfect combination of, of Joey Gallo and, and thin air. You know, he's going to get Trevor Story, who's going to be the hometown favorite in the first round, so. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a tough first rounder, I think. But um, if, I mean, if <laughs> if Gallo gets in his groove, if Tony Beasley finds a Gallo's sweet spot, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it, it could be unfair. It really could be. Um, just I, seeing this guy take batting practice for the last six years, he gets balls that you wouldn't believe. And then in the games, the, the, the shoot yesterday alone, that second one home run, it was just a, a bomb. So um, I, I, I think I think. You know everything's lining up for him, and I, I hope he does well. It could be could be pretty exciting. Jeff Wilson, you can find him on Twitter at Jeff Wilson TXR, and again that newsletter 
jeffwilson.substack.com. He's been really good to us, our listeners. Please be good to him. Go subscribe today. It's great Rangers info. Hey, Jeff, we appreciate the time today, man. All right, fellas. Talk to you later. Sounds good. There he goes. Jeff Wilson didn't even get a Willie Calhoun question. That's what happens when Q's gone to Vegas, Ward. Again, he's a bust. Ward feels fine saying that now because nobody's there to scream at him across the board. Coming up, we do it every day. It's the grab bag. Before we do that, though, I did want to tell you about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Same family-owned and operated business covering four generations That's very rare today. Their reputation has been built on one customer at a time. They have one objective, leaving their customers satisfied with their buying experience. Central Texas' largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron, sea purlin, and structural pipe. They carry all sizes of pipe, from one half inch to 24 inches. For all your fencing needs, also square tubing, one half inch to six inches, For your weekend projects such as deer stands or ornamental iron jobs, the tubing comes in black or already primed. Uh, Basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. If you're building a metal building or a barn dominium and don't know how to get started, the guys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe will help you find the best contractor for the project. They service the largest selection of metal building contractors in Central Texas, and they'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, locations in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. Also in Bryan, they're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5, and Saturday, 8 till noon, 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. My house has a new Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. I'll be in my suite. I'll be in my suite. I'll be in my suite. That sounds good, however you say it. And now that you can rent a beautiful suite at Globe Life Field for a Rangers game, you could soon be directing people to your ballpark suite. Whether you're celebrating an occasion or simply want an exclusive private space to watch the game with friends, we've got a suite that's right for you. Let us help you find it at 972rangers or at texasrangers.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lights with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Fans were barred from the pandemic postponed Tokyo Olympics, which will open in two weeks following the state of emergency today. The ban was announced by the International Olympic Committee and Japanese organizers, reducing the games to a made-for-TV event. Tampa Bay Lightning goes back-to-back to win the Stanley Cup, beating the Canadians one to nothing in Game Five and take the cup four games to one. Florida Panthers are the first NHL team and believed to be the first U.S. major pro sports team to establish an opportunity for college athletes to align with him as a part of the recent rule changes that allow college athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Game two of the NBA Finals tonight, the Bucks at the Suns. Suns lead that series 1-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. Astros holding a six-game winning streak. Take on the A's this afternoon in a getaway game. Rangers have the day off before they host the A's tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Lockridge Priest has been providing cost-effective mechanical, electrical, and plumbing services. There we go. Grab bag time. You like this music award? You're kind yeah. of rocking back and forth there. I like that. Yeah, I do too. It's lounge music. <laughs> I imagine that was Garrett Ross that put that behind there. Okay, here we go. This is where we hit some stories that we haven't throughout the show. This is game time. Closing in on the end of today's program. It's 534. Spectators barred from the Tokyo Olympics. Yesterday, we discussed that Tokyo was considering putting a state of emergency, uh, putting the country under a state of emergency, I should say, which would extend through the end of July and into August meaning it would extend through the Tokyo Games. Mm -hmm. So no local fans, Ward. Those were the only people that were going to be able to go. So no spectators at the Olympics were going to see basketball games with no fans, which we've seen that at the NBA level. We'll see, uh, you know, track events with no fans. Too bad. I mean, really unfortunate. Um, But COVID cases there apparently are just still too high. There's not many people that are vaccinated. Only 15% of the country is currently vaccinated. Uh, it, it will take away from the event to a certain extent. I think so. I think it's unfortunate for the athletes because, you know, sometimes you thrive off the atmosphere uh, and having no fans is going to change that atmosphere. So for us, I don't I don't know that it's going to um, change how we view it. But for those athletes, I, I feel for them because I do feel like that – you know, sometimes it takes you to the next to the next level when you have that the fans in the stands and, and all the pageantry going along with that. Well, not only that, and this has nothing to do with the fans, but, um, you know, Will London told JMO, and Will's going to be headed to Tokyo, Waco guy, Baylor guy. He's not going to be at the opening ceremonies. Yeah, and I hate that. They're only letting people get there five days before their event mm-hmm. to cut down on the potential of COVID spread. So he won't be there for the beginning of it. Uh, you know, obviously his parents can't come. His family can't be there. Mm-hmm. It's still a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's just too bad that you're not getting the full experience. And it'll be three – the next one will be three years from now instead of four years. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of these folks, this is the one time it's, they'll get to – Yeah, it's the only time they get a chance get to do it. To have this chance. So it's uh, in some ways it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It is. And, you know, there's very few that get – you know, you hear about them – uh, more probably they get multiple opportunities, but there is a ton of athletes that only get one shot at it and they've been working their entire life toward it. 
I mean, it, and it's and it's the only opportunity they're going to get. So that's that's another not being able to, as you said, kind of devour the whole experience mm-hmm. is is a shame for them. It, it really is. North Carolina players, uh, of course, Mac Brown's there at UNC now. They had a good year last year. They ended up losing to A&M in their bowl game, mm-hmm. but they were competing in the ACC. They're not in favor of the proposed 12-team college ball playoff, according to Mac Brown. He said they did a vote um, among the team, which I don't really know why they did this. It's not like they had a say in it, but <laughs> no one was in favor of the 12-team playoff. They wanted to keep it at four or extend it to eight. The reason, according to uh, linebacker Jeremiah Gamel, said, I feel like 12 teams is too many games in one season for players who want to play long-term football. 16, 17 games in a season is a lot of wear and tear on the body, especially for guys who don't come out when they're playing. So, college players concerned about playing too many games. Ward, I don't know if this is the consensus around the country. I would guess it's probably not, but I can't say that for sure. I can't either. I mean, I, and I don't. I mean, I, I don't buy that. I mean, he could say that, but overall, um, the majority of them probably aren't going to play past college, so they're really not worried about that workload. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a small – you hear, again, I'm saying the same thing over, but you hear more of, you know, why the ones that are going to the next level don't want to do it. But what about the ones that that aren't going to the next level? And there's a hell of a lot more of those playing college football. There are. And I think when it comes down to it, guys want to compete. Guys want to play. Sure. So if you have a chance to play have, for a national yeah, championship. If you have a chance to play in the playoff, national championship, this is the format they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. 16, 17 games, that is a lot of games. But right now, I mean, the team that wins it all is probably playing 15 because they most likely play in their conference title game, which will be mm-hmm. their 13th game of the season. Mm-hmm. And then you play two more. So is it that much different? I don't know. And – I, I hope we don't get to this point. I am kind of curious now that s- someone said this. Do we ever get to a spot where Alabama's like, well, we feel like we're going to get in the playoff. So they start they start sitting, guys? Mm. I don't know. I hope not. I hope not either. But I will say, you know, if you're going to do that, I guess maybe the first option would be, well, let's sit our starters against Western Carolina. Which they need to drop that game anyway. Probably so. I mean, it's a glorified scrimmage. That's why coaches like it. Are you shocked that Mac Brown's turned this thing around at UNC? Because I am. I am too. I, I, I didn't. I I had thought he would do okay. I didn't expect him to have this big a turnaround. Yes, I, I'm in that camp with you. And I've really been surprised. I mean, he and I know he's always been a player's coach. Mm-hmm. But man, he connects with these kids really well. Like he's been bringing they in love all, him. all kinds of recruits. They love him. They're excited to play for him. Uh, and I really thought when he took the job, maybe this was like a one or two year thing before he decided to go into administration or something. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he's in it for, you know, he's having fun the long haul. It seems like from a distance, I haven't talked to him or anything like that, but just from a distance, he seems like he's rejuvenated and he's having fun coaching again. I remember Quan Cosby came in here one time to do a show with Q and I. He was guest hosting, and he sort of expressed that sentiment. He was like, you know, I really didn't think this was something Mac was going to do for, you know, five or six more years. But then when I went and met with him in person, he did seem to be energized by getting back into the coaching game. So Mm -hmm. I guess all that time in TV kind of got him back to a place where he wanted to do it again. And he's doing well at North Carolina. Giants running back Saquon Barkley 
has still not put a timetable on his return from a torn ACL. He said on the Rich Eisen show today that he's taking things day by day. He's trying to get 1% better every single day. He did not say if he was going to begin training camp or even be ready for the season to start. When asked about that, he said, I think I better, I think I know better than that. I've been in the NFL for a little bit now. I think I've learned a thing or two as far as putting a timetable on it. He had surgery in October. I don't know, Ward, is it time to start being concerned that a guy who had ACL surgery in October doesn't seem super optimistic that he's going to play? Yeah, I think that's very concerning. That's a red flag immediately. I mean, he should be. He should be on the other side of the fence further than even straddling the fence. He should be saying, hey, I'm 100% ready to go, uh, unless he's had a setback, and we haven't heard of a setback. So you would think that he would be chomping at the bit, and they would have to be holding the reins on him to try to keep him from doing too much before it's time to go. And maybe I'm being a little unfair by saying he's not optimistic. He's just not saying, like, yeah, I'm for sure going to be ready to go, which to me is is very weird. Yeah. Uh, and if he's not healthy, you know, the Giants, I think, could be a good team. I really like their receiving core. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not uh, it, it's not going to work if Saquon Barkley is not back there in the backfield. No, you can put a wrap on it. They, they don't have anybody else that can carry the load that he can. Um, so to me, they're like the third team in the NFC East behind Washington and Dallas. But if you have a healthy Saquon Barkley in the offense that's clicking – I think that could change. Also, earlier this week, this story is kind of uh, intriguing. Patriots wide receiver Nikhil Harry is apparently requesting a trade. Now, nobody does this. Nobody really like tries to put the Patriots behind the eight ball and say, I want out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a tough season for New England last year with Cam Newton, but he's working with his agent. He apparently has approached Bill Belichick and the staff there and said he wants out. Last season, 33 receptions, 309 yards, and two touchdowns. So not exactly setting the world on fire. He's from Arizona State originally. He's only played in two seasons. In 2019, he played seven games and had 105 yards before going down with injury. So, I mean, he hasn't really done anything. Who's going to trade for that? Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't really done anything that would command someone to trade for him. I'm not sure what the end game is here, but Nikhil Harry trying to put the pressure on New England to get rid of him. And maybe they will. I just don't know what you're going to get in return yeah, for him. Yeah, they're going to get rid of him, right? They're going to cut him. Right. Finally, in the grab bag today, Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa both say they're going to sit out the All-Star game. I told you about Jacob deGrom yesterday. Mm-hmm. Similar story here. They said they want to spend time with their families, also want to be healthy for the stretch run with the Astros. Um, this is three guys now, Ward. So getting getting up there a little bit as far as Players that aren't going to play in the Midsummer Classic. That's concerning. It is. I don't know how MLB tries to incentivize guys to do it. You would think it would be a huge honor. I know for these three, I mean, they've been in the All-Star game multiple times. Mm -hmm. And I get wanting to break, but, uh, I mean, you need players to play. But we've never heard this before from MLB. No, we haven't. We haven't. We haven't heard guys saying, hey, we don't want to do this. We see this in the Pro Bowl all the time. It's a different game, though. NBA All-Star game has pretty good participation, but... MLB, usually guys show up, um, but so far three players have decided to sit out. When we come back, we'll close up shop. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas.
Lockridge Priest has been providing cost-effective mechanical, electrical, and plumbing services for over 50 years. Family-owned and operated, Lockridge Priest is the largest mechanical contractor in Central Texas with over 300 skilled and knowledgeable employees. Let Lockridge Priest help you with all your mechanical contracting needs. Call Lockridge Priest today at 888-878-1531 or visit us online at LockridgePriest.com. Lockridge Priest, making life comfortable since 1960. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The thing about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the Home and Auto Bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with a ring-tailed lemur from Progressive or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the Home and Auto Bundle. <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. All right, final segment here. Game time. Ward, did I tell you my headphones broke today? Did I tell you that already? Yeah, you did. Okay. I, I hated to see that. <laughs> I know you. I know you're really broken up about it. Well, yeah. I mean, those made a long ride. I have. I've had those for about six years. I had some Beats headphones as well that made some appearances, but that was my main set of headphones, and they're gone now. Um, if you missed it, we're not going to make a huge deal of it tomorrow. We're going to have some fun tomorrow. I'll have some special guests on the on the phone lines. Some people that maybe aren't supposed to be on the radio with us, but we'll, we'll make an exception because it's my last day. <laughs> Tomorrow's my last day at ESPN Central Texas, at least as a full-timer. I think we're going to do some part-time things, hopefully on Friday nights with high school football. <laughs> Ward Weiss would like me to do some things on Friday nights with high school football. <laughs> yes, he would. Very much so. Um, but I, I'm getting I'm another job. lose my right arm if you're not here. <laughs> I'm getting another job, and I'll talk more about that at the end of tomorrow's show. Uh, but I'm really thankful that I've gotten to, to do this for as long as I can, and we'll we'll have some fun as we go out on game time and – then Tom will be back on Monday with EP and uh, Big 12 Media Day is coming up next week. So it's uh, football season's barreling down on us, Ward. It is. Boy, I, I can't believe it. I'm almost lost for words and it's a bad thing to be in this business. But I, it just seems like we, we just got through a, a season and sitting around and <laughs> looking around and thinking. It's right back to Gosh, it. we we got a ways to go before we get through this again and blink. Here we are. I saw a post on social media today, August 27th, first uh-huh. game for uh, my old high school alma mater, Ennis, and 
uh, it was a member of that broadcast crew that made this post, but 50 days until August 27th. 50 days. There mm-hmm. you go. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> and once August rolls around, I mean, we're basically there. It's also cool because this time last year, we were sort of sitting around like, well, we think games we are going to get played. We had no idea. And honestly, I think we we're pretty optimistic mid-July. It got dicey at the start of August because mm-hmm. the MAC shut down, the Pac-12 and Big Ten shut down, which threw everything into flux. We also had that crazy situation with the public health authority here in McLennan County mm-hmm. saying, no, you can't practice until September. Right. I mean, that didn't last long. That didn't last long. That <laughs> no, got changed that, quickly. That got changed. It changed very quickly. And thankfully, we got a full high school football season along as along with college football and the NFL. Uh, game two of the finals tonight. Phoenix Suns up one zip. Bucks Suns again this evening. I really, I, I'm wondering what adjustments Milwaukee makes. Because they looked pretty outclassed uh, in game one. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem to have anyone who could guard Chris Paul. I wonder if they put Drew Holiday on him on a more consistent basis and stop switching with their bigs. But uh, if if this is another, you know, things can change when the series changes. Milwaukee will have their chance in game three at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. But if this is similar to game one, then I think we might be looking at a pretty quick series, Ward. I think it's going to be a very quick series. I do. I just, I like the way the Suns are playing. Um, I don't know exactly how healthy really the Bucks are, mm-hmm. but um, I just think the Suns have, have figured it out, and they're going to be tough to beat. It's still hard for me to wrap my mind around NBA champion Phoenix Suns. I mean, I know those teams <laughs> with Barkley were really good. They were, but they never got over the hump. They couldn't get over the hump. Uh, the Steve Nash teams with Amari Stoudemire and Mike D'Antoni were very good. Mm-hmm. They could never find a way to break through. And then this group with – Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, they might be the ones. It looks like they're the ones and, that and are going to do it. That's the most unusual part about it. You say Chris Paul, and yeah. you automatically think, well, yeah, but he's not going to be there during the playoffs because he's always been injured in the playoffs. No, I think it's the most improbable run we've seen. If either of these teams went honestly, but especially the Suns, since probably the 2011 Mavs team, um, I feel like the Raptors fall in that category too, that Kawhi Leonard team that won it. But we all sort of know the story there. Kevin Durant wasn't healthy, and right. that threw a wrench in everything. That that, that completely blew it up for it Golden did. State. Um, thank you to Pat Fulbright for joining us this afternoon. Also to Jeff Wilson from uh, his online newsletter now, jeffwilson.substack.com. Do you feel any better about John Daniels after you listen to Jeff explain some things, Ward? Or are you still about the same place? Same place. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> he uh, He feels like they have to decide what are you doing, as we've all said. He has to make a decision with Joey Gallo, right? If they screw up the draft on Sunday, they should fire him immediately. It's got to be Jack Leiter or Kamal It has Rocker. to be. It has to be one of those two guys or pack your bags. It absolutely has to be. If you draft some high school shortstop, get out of here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like I, I would actually go with Rocker because I think he has more upside. But Leiter, I think Jeff's right. Leiter could be in the big leagues next soon. year. Next year. And you need one of those guys. Mm-hmm. You just you have to pick one of those guys. Uh, text from the text line, then we'll close it out. We were talking about North Carolina players saying they were concerned about the 12-team playoff because they didn't want to play 17, 18 games. Uh, 254 number said a lot of these kids play 14, 15, 16 games a year of high school, and some play 17, 18, 19, 20 games in the pros. 
So I don't buy the college guy saying that. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Right there with him. I mean, they, in high school, you play, what, 15 games, mm-hmm. 16 games mm-hmm. if you win a state title? Mm-hmm. And I, I ultimately think when it comes down to it, you have a chance to win a national title, everybody will fall into line. That'll do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow to close out the week. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris.